Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. If someone's pushing you, it isn't God. It doesn't drive you. If you feel driven by guilt, if you feel driven by just something heavy weighing on you. Oh, I just... Man, that's not God. He goes ahead of you and He leads you. See, He opens doors. He makes a way in the wilderness. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet The flesh drives us to do things that we do not want to do. Those being manipulated by the enemy feel pulled and pushed to rebel against God's will. Satan's endgame is our destruction. In today's message from Psalm 23, Pastor Ed teaches us that Jesus' leadership style is not like our enemy's manipulations. After Christ frees us from the grasp of Satan, he tenderly leads us with yokes of kindness. The Good Shepherd provides for his sheep and brings them life. Now here's Pastor Ed with his continuing look at Psalm 23. Building in faith. Life sometimes has so many options for us. We're bewildered by the choices. What college should I go to? What should be my major? What's my occupation going to be? Well, who should I marry? How should I spend the rest of my life? Where's the best investment to put my finances? On and on, the options and the choices go. And we stand, at, as it were, at times bewildered by the choices before us. And sometimes we choose because... We happen to like a door. It happens to attract us. Or maybe it's the crowd around us that's shouting, number two or number three. But I like what Abraham Lincoln said when he said, I am satisfied that when Almighty wants me to do or not to do any particular thing, he finds a way of letting me know it. He spoke that in times of national crisis. David was a political leader. He was a soldier, a military leader. He was a religious leader. But he said with confidence, He leadeth me. You can have confidence that God will lead your life. That's his promise. God didn't wind up the clock of the universe and go off somewhere and leave the universe on its own. No, he's intimately involved with the affairs of men. With your life and with my life, he has a plan for every single one of our days. The promise of his leading In Psalm 23, 3, it reads, He restoreth my soul, he leadeth 
me. David looks back on a long life. And he pens these beautiful words. He leadeth me. You have a solid hope to expect good things for your future. Because God has committed himself to guide your life. In Exodus 15, 13, it reads, In your unfailing love you will lead people you have redeemed. In your unfailing love you will lead the people you have redeemed. What a promise. In your strength you will guide them to your holy dwelling. Sit down. Some of you are standing. Sit down. (laughs) Sit down and talk to a seasoned Christian. Someone who has walked with God for many years and followed him closely. Listen to the stories of their life. With wonder, with amazement, with joy, they can tell you how God led them here and there. It seemed like little things. Maybe a small decision to obey conscience. To honor God's word. To give and serve sacrificially. Those friendships and relationships. Such humongous, big things. Such beautiful futures hinged on such small loyalties and relationships and decisions. With wonder and amazement, they looked back and they could see the providence of God leading, guiding, and directing them. David looks back on his life as a fugitive, as a king, as a sinner, as a saint. And he says, he leadeth me. Your life, hasn't God been faithful? As you look back, Hasn't God been with you? That's what David is saying. He's saying that we have a blessed assurance of his leading. In Psalm 32, it's a penitential psalm. It's a psalm of repentance. David had sinned and sinned terribly. And he went to God and he cried out in confession and in genuine repentance... And God gave him this incredible promise at that hour of his life. Listen to it. The Lord says, I'll guide you along the best pathway for your life. I'll advise you and watch over you. God promises to guide every repentant sinner. Everyone that will put their hand in his hand and say, Lord, lead me. Guide me. What a blessed assurance we have that he will guide us. Joseph Gilmore was a professor. He was a seminary teacher. He was a Baptist pastor. It was a Wednesday night service, and after service, he stopped at one of the deacons' homes, and they began to have a conversation, and he was overwhelmed with the goodness of God in his life, and quickly he penned down these words, gave it to his wife, She sent it into a magazine, and someone put it into a song. Listen to the chorus part. 
He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be. For by his hand he leadeth me. That's the testimony of everyone that follows Jesus Christ and walks with him. You have the assurance along with King David that God will lead you. That you don't have to listen to the crowd saying, take number door two or take number three. You don't have to guess which door. God will lead you to the right place, the right path. Psalm 48, verse 14 says, For this God, our God, forever and ever, he will be our guide even to death. It was 1989. It was October 8th, and Mark Parsons was in the congregation. He stood up to tell the congregation that Sunday morning how God had brought a beautiful woman into his life, Gina. Mark had been praying, and Gina had been praying. He proposed to her at an altar in the church, and Gina, but prior to that, was asking for a sign. Lord, I want to be in your perfect will. And as we reflected on that last night, she said, God over and over again said, this is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. God gave one confirmation following another. Isn't it wonderful to know that life is not just a roll of the dice? It's divine guidance. It's not a shot in the dark. It's led by the lamp of his word and the surety of his promises. We have an assurance. We have a confidence. It's the very character of God to lead you. That's his character. If he didn't, it would be out of character for him. In John 10, 4, it reads, When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. The character of his leading. How does God lead you? Well, I'll tell you this. He doesn't push you. If someone's pushing you, it isn't God. It doesn't drive you. If you feel driven by guilt, if you feel driven by just something heavy weighing on you, oh, I just... That's not God. He goes ahead of you and he leads you. See, he opens doors. He makes a way in the wilderness. He provides for every one of his children. It's his character to lead a sheep. Any Middle East good shepherd will lead his sheep and not drive his sheep. David, looking back on his long life with his ups and with his downs, looking back on the history of his experience, said these profound words in 2 Samuel chapter 22. Thy gentleness has made me great. With all of the twists and turns and all of the ups and downs, 
with all of the storms and all of the trials, David looks back in the midst of all of those things and he sees the mighty hands of God that are so very gentle, leading and guiding him. It's the same for you. It's the same for me. Isaiah 40, 11 pictures is so beautiful when it says, He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs into his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. My sheep know my voice. You know, when my wife calls up, I know her voice. My children call up, I know their voice. People close to me call up, I recognize their voice. It's no different with the good shepherd. When God calls you, you don't have any trouble distinguishing. You know his voice. Because you've been talking to him, and you've been hearing him. And he's no stranger to you. Shepherds in the Middle East could bring all of their sheep together. And those sheep will be gathered together and suddenly a shepherd will stand at one end of the hill and another shepherd on another side and another shepherd on the other side after they've finished talking and spending time together. And suddenly they'll make a sound, a noise, their own unique call. And the sheep will suddenly disperse and part. And each of the flocks will follow their own shepherd. Someone was accused of stealing a sheep. He went to court. And he said before the judge, no, that's my sheep. I didn't steal it. The judge says, okay, prove it. Call the sheep. And the shepherd made the call. Immediately the sheep followed him. The judge said, case dismissed. He's the shepherd. That's a sheep. You know his voice? You know when he calls? He gives us that wonderful assurance. He gives us that commitment. It's his character to lead you. He leads us. And he doesn't drive us. I want you to look at the path that he leads you to. What's the path that he leads us to? In Verse 3, again, he leads me in paths of righteousness. Of all animals, what are the dumbest? Why does God call us sheep? <laughs> You're not getting involved in this message here. <laughs> sheep just can't find their way. That's why Isaiah says, all oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. We just lose our way. Dogs can find their way home. Take them across town, it gets back home. Take a cat somewhere and it finds its way home. Take a sheep just a few houses down and it won't come back. It gets lost. We're like sheep. We need someone to guide us in paths of righteousness. These paths are the best possible paths for us. In Exodus 3.17, God is speaking, and he's speaking about his people Israel. He says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them 
on the road through the Philistine country. Though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. He had just delivered these people from bondage. He knew everything about them. He knew that they would become discouraged. They would be disheartened. They would turn around and forsake him. And God didn't allow them to go through that trial because he knew what would happen. They would fall. God knows the way. And he knows the best path for you. He knows where to lead you, how to lead you, how to direct your steps. Be assured of this. He will guide you in paths of righteousness. The absolute best path for you. August 12th, 1997. A couple spent 46 minutes with Rita Rogers, a psychic in Chesterfield, Northfield, England. The woman was elated. Those who saw her said she went out with a big smile on her face. Their future, according to this psychic, this clairvoyant, was going to be bright. Nineteen days later, on August 31st, 1997, shockwaves went around the world when Princess Diana was killed along with her boyfriend, Dodie. The psychic was wrong. Don't go to the world for the answers. Don't be following some horoscope to find your future. Go to the book. Go to your knees. Come to church. Spend time in communion with God. In contrast, young Cliff and Billy, newly married in 1945, pastor, not very much in his pocket, decides to go on a honeymoon. They're just married. And they go to the hotel, and the hotel was transformed into some other building. They traveled another mile down the road to a grocery store, and they found a room up in the top of the grocery store and the grocery store owner realized that they were Christians and he recommended they go to another house and they went to this house and this gentleman invited them into a crusade and there Cliff Barrows met Billy Graham and that night led songs for him and they were together ever since God leads his children even when they're not aware of it even when we're not conscious of it, even when we're not asking for it, because it's his very character, it's his very nature to lead his children in the best way possible. Let God lead your life. Let God direct your steps. Let God guide you, because God knows the way. Someone, F.B. Meyer, said, let us not judge God by an incomplete or unfinished scheme. Let us have patience till the end shall justify the path by which we came. God leads our lives. He guides our steps. You can have that assurance. You may be in the corporate world. You may be a professional. 
and you're wondering about this and that and you're wondering about tomorrow and your future, leave it all in God's hands. God will see to it that you reach your destination. Now, the path is not only good for us, the best for us, because we reach our destination, but something else. We become the people God wants us to be. See, it's not only the best path, but it's a path that will lead us into righteousness. Notice the paths of righteousness. It can be translated straight paths. Oh, we're all so crooked. Yeah. We're all so sinful. There's so many things wrong with us. Let's blame our parents. But we ought to go back to Adam and Eve. It was their sinful nature we inherited. See, we all are sinners. And we need to be led into paths of righteousness. See, God is not only concerned about you getting to the right place. He's concerned about you being the right person in the right place. He's concerned about character. He's concerned about righteousness. One thing is for sure, it's an inside job. You'll spend your whole life being molded, being shaped, being reshaped, being broken, being remolded by the hand of the master potter because his objective is to produce in you the image of his only begotten son. His objective is that you look like Jesus and one day we shall see him and we shall be like him. Hallelujah. In the way of a righteous is life. Here's another verse of Proverbs. God's leading, it's not only outward and inward by his spirit, but what he does in us, the righteousness he produces in us, produces the character that will take us to the right place. That's what Proverbs 11.3 says. The integrity of the upright guides them. The integrity of the upright guides them. But the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. It's hard to be honest and right and have integrity and and do the right thing. But you never get to the right place by the wrong road. The wrong road never leads you to the right destination. Sometimes shortcuts... I'm not really shortcuts. Sometimes it's the long road that's the best road. Because that is not only getting there, it's what happens to you while you get there. We say it this way, it's not only the destination, it's the journey. And God's concerned about the journey. Where are you this morning on that journey? When you look in the mirror this morning, Is there the image of Christ in there? I'm not talking about the physical mirror, but the mirror of his word. Do you see a reflection of Christ in your life? Augustine said, there is no true virtue without a miracle. I don't know anybody that can make themselves good. There is not one single person that is walk this planet 
that was capable of making themselves good. The only one had to come down from heaven, and his name was Jesus. He is completely righteous. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's 14-part series in the Book of Psalms. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for Worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and for more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith. Your Word restores.